everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is May 6, 2020. We're watching Padre Baseball from 1993 as we do this show. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. This was pretty bad days. Great unis. Um, are they doing the uh, these games on Fox Sports San Diego? It was great last night. They had when Tony and Will Clark came for the batting title. Way to pay attention. Yeah, T-shirt tech and fucking Pete and Point Loma. Give me a migraine today. They're like, hey, can't wait to see that game. I'm like, it was on last night. <laughs> Dumb shit. Mud got in the game. Did Mud get in? Yeah. How did he Got do? a hit. Really? Got a hit, scored a run. But you're just reminded, like, there's a part of me, Dave. What year did you say this game was? This is 93. All right. So you go... Those were days you'd go down to Qualcomm, you'd watch the game. It's so funny looking, nobody behind home plate. Yeah. Like all the missed opportunities, right? For To, to for, make money. Yeah. And then you're just reminded when they show the lineups, just how horseshit these teams <laughs> were. But last night in the uh, Will Clark-Tony game, man, Sandy Alomar Jr.'s catching. Yeah. That's when I first moved to San Diego. Yeah, I think Robbie may have been playing. Yeah, that month. Yeah. And everybody was talking about it, though. I remember when I I was going to San Diego State. Yeah. And uh, everybody was talking about the batting title, and it was going to come down to the last day. That was great. But, man, I tell you, I'm watching this. Look at all those people. Jam pack. (laughs) Looks like a fucking coronavirus game. It looks like coronavirus (laughs) in 93. If you want to see what it's going to look like. But the thing is, like, I'm looking at these two teams. I love the Padre jerseys that are right there. Yeah. But I like the Giant jerseys. With the better SF? Than, yeah. Better than what they're using right now. San Francisco is a long name to have across the front of your jersey. Yeah. But I like it's just funny. those, what they have right there. But goddamn, Derek Bell. Yeah, it's funny. These have been great. Like, I'll give Fox Sports San Diego full credit. They could run these for me. It's a blast. During every offseason. Yeah. Right. And last night, Dave, wasn't it funny for anybody who tuned in what they did? And I don't know what they're doing tonight, um, but last night they were just running the game and it was the Diamond Vision feed yeah. with the radio call. Yeah. So the call from KFMB, which was Rick Monday and Jerry oh, wow. on the call. Mud in there and, and God, but yeah, it's been great. Like, I, I like these. I loved... Um, watching game four, watching game five. Of course, game three got fucked up, like uh, Joe told us it would on Twitter. Yeah. Because they're dicking around playing the MLB The Show game. <laughs> Only in this town. <laughs> Only in this fucking town. Do you miss game three? But that's fine. Watching Garvey, like you said, Reggie was great. Reggie was really good, wasn't he? You watched it then since I saw you last. Yeah. Okay. Home run, Garvey, and there will be tomorrow from a fucking Dodger, Don Drysdale, but such a great call. Loved it. Yeah, this has been really fun. Who the fuck is Guillermo Velasquez? (laughs) Who the, who's this asshole? (laughs) Who's this son of a bitch? Yeah. I do not, Dave, I've watched last night, Eric If I'm not mistaken, he was a first baseman and left fielder. If I'm not, if I remember correctly. Yeah. This fucking guy. My goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, we uh, Dude, I'm watching a game yesterday on MLB Network because if mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but in 1990, ESPN had on Wednesday nights, yeah, they had a double hitter, yes, and they showed the Blue Jays, okay, and Dave Stewart throws a no hitter, 
Oh, wow. And then they go to the Dodger-Cardinal game, and Fernando throws a no-hitter yes. in back-to-back games. And so they were showing the, the Dodger one where Fernando throws the no-hitter and Vince Scully does. They only gave the last inning to Vin. It was Joel Myers was doing it for like really? Sports Channel. Not bad. Okay. And so I'm watch, I told Josh, I go, watch this. He's about to throw a no-hitter. And he gets the last out against Pedro Guerrero, former Dodger. And Vince Scully yells, if you have a sombrero, throw it to the sky. Right. And I looked at Josh. I'm like, fuck, nowadays, is that racist? No. <laughs> I'm from Vin. Don't be that guy. Don't what be a big What if it was Sandy bitch. Koufax? If you have a yarmulke, chuck it to the ceiling. Throw it up there. We're all celebrating. In this moment, we all are proud to wear the yarmulke. <laughs> Can you imagine if he said that? Right. In this moment, we're all proud to get, wear the yarmulke. In every moment. If you boy, have a dreidel, start spinning. Right now. Boy, I tell you what. Do you get the athletic? I know I've asked you no, this. Did I, you ever I, get it? I, one I, of those guys, one of our friends was trying to give you a free yeah, one. Yeah, was. You and went, I, I couldn't get into it. You wouldn't respond. No, I did. I could, what, the, whatever Cody gave me was bogus. I couldn't get in. Boy, uh, Richard Deitch did a column the other day. I'll ask you this. Yeah. Richard Deitch had a column talking to play-by-play guys about calls that they would like to have back. And I tell you, oh, that's David, interesting. it makes you uncomfortable. Because you feel bad for these guys, right? I yeah. mean, it's live. They're going for it. And it was really good from Dave Pash, from the Cardinals, Joe Davis, bunch. Jim Nance did not give an answer. Really? Yeah, Jim Nance did not give an answer. But Thanks for the time, Jim. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> oh, you're Mr. Perfect. Oh, Fuck off. Yeah, well, he said was, what, what Nance said in fairness to him he said, boy, I tell you what, if I go back and watch every game, there's 25 things I wish I would have done different. And he goes, I just, there's no such thing as a perfect game. He goes, every, he goes, if you watch anything back, golf tournament, basketball, yeah. football, he goes, uh, there's probably 10 million of them. But these guys, Dave Pash, who does a great job with Bill Walton on ESPN, is the radio voice of the Cardinals. And he was saying that in the Super Bowl, when James Harrison um, returns the interception from Kurt Warner, he called the wrong guy. Oh, really? Until <clears throat> Harrison was pretty far down, and then he had to make the change. Uh, Jason uh, Benetti, okay. who does the White Sox games, was talking about being in Auburn last year. And we remember this one, man. Yeah, Benetti's great. But there were some kids that had their chest painted rod for the longtime yes. voice of Auburn who had been killed in a car accident. And Benetti was doing the game with Rod Gilmore and said, hey, Rod, look at your fan clubs here. Holy shit. And he said, man, Dave, he said, I knew the story coming down. I had read it. We were going to work it into the broadcast. I had seen everything and knew it. And he goes, man, just at the moment. Just blanked he, out. Yeah. But he goes, to this day, I'm sick to my stomach, right? And you yeah. go, God dang. He, he didn't mean anything by yeah, that, right? But you look it back. It just sounded like he wasn't prepared. Yeah, it just sounded like, yeah. Like where you go, come on, man. Know the story. When he did. Um, when you look at it, you go, okay, 22 years of talk radio. Do you have one that you wish you had back? Oh yeah, man! I got I got a I got a few of them that stand out. Um, it was it was funny. Is yeah, I have a few. I mean, I, we used to do the show differently when we first started. You know, back here's where the, we tried to be good. 
I think I don't want to say we did any kind of shock radio, but we just spoke off whatever was the first thing in our mind. Oh, we yeah, said we didn't it. care. And we, we made some things personal. Like the big thing that I think the difference of radio now from what you heard even 20 years ago, yeah. you never make anything personal about somebody. Right. You don't do appearance. You don't do religion. You don't do race. We never did race. Right. But we did. I definitely body shamed the hell out of women. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I don't mean it like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm you know agreeing I mean? with you yeah. like that. You don't want to do that. No. Yeah, I remember ripping some girl that was on TV on KUSI back in the day. We just saw the screen, and it was someone that everybody liked, and then I made a comment about her weight, how yeah. she was good-looking when she was thin. Yeah. And, I, and that kind of stuff sticks with me. That's why I remember the story, because I go, man, I, I, I cringe when I think that I did that. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. I was I was 27 when you oh, and I yeah. first started. But it was it was one of those things where, yeah, I, there's always those stories. Um Will you do something you regret? A lot of stuff that we mess up, you and I laugh about because it's never serious. Like, right. remember the time where you, Costa, and I were talking to Lou Holtz and my headphones went Oh, out. my God, right? <laughs> and and I started talking while Lou was talking because I didn't hear Lou talking and I thought it was my turn to talk. And Jeff and Mike just ripped the shit out of me for being rude Shut to Lou Holtz. Hell up. <laughs> what are you doing? You guys like yelled at me on the air. Stop jumping in. And I had yeah. no idea he was talking. Yeah. And that, that I, I obviously felt bad about. But I, I had this question asked to me yesterday. Have you ever thrown anybody off there? And I said, yeah, we. I, I know I've thrown two guys off there. What do you mean? The Meaning, do you remember when we had the referee in who lived in San Diego that did? I mean, he, he's retired now. Mike, I can't remember Mike's last name. Oh, Mike Carey. Mike Carey. Ugh. And Mike Carey came in studio and Ugh. he wouldn't answer any questions. Yeah, terrible. And as Mike, you're wasting our time. Thanks. Bye. And we said goodbye to him. And then we had yeah. that guy, I remember on the Washington Times, where I told him, hey, you're, you're completely a waste of time. Thanks for nothing. Bye. And and, yeah. and I just clicked him off. I remember I looked at you and Mike and both you guys were like, you just disconnect that guy? Uh, I was like, fuck him. We weren't getting anything out of him. Yeah. No, those guys. like talking to Walking Phoenix on uh, Letterman. Right. Yeah. But the guy was. Yeah. I mean, it was a tool. Just, yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's it's hard, right? Like, yeah. interview. Do sitting on this side is really easy. Sitting on the other side, when somebody is asking you the questions, man, it could be tough because you just, if especially if you don't really know the person, you're afraid of the gotcha moment. Yeah, but so many people. That's why, like, when you hear people that are really, really good, I'm always like, God. Good. Like, I get excited for them. I'm like, shit, man, you're really good on yeah. the radio. And then you hear other people and you're like, oh, boy. What do you, let me ask you, is there one that stands out for 100%. you? 100%. Which one? 100%. Made a joke about Lucino. And you I, did? Yeah, I made a joke about Lucino. Um, and it upset him and it hurt his feelings and it really impacted our friendship for a long time. And it really, really. Were you going to tell the joke? <clears throat> No, but you, no. You won't repeat it here? No, fuck no. Everybody <clears throat> wants to know, what was it that you said? Um, Yeah, I mean, he was, he had done something. Well, first off, he had been great. I mean, insanely great to this show. Yeah. In, like, out of control. He was. And there was something going on. They were, I don't even remember what it was. And I made just kind of a flip joke about him. Um, with a little, like it kind of like with his cancer and stuff like that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I but don't I remember did, that at all. 
but I didn't, I didn't mean it like that, yeah. but it, but it upset him. And it, no, Dave, like, honestly, there's like, I think about chargers used to get pissed at me all the time. I could, I fuck those guys, man. Like seriously, fuck them. I couldn't give less of a shit. Um, because they were so fucking worthless in everything they did when we were trying to promote their shitty team. Like, if they lose three in a row, sorry, guys, nobody's available. Give me a fucking break. For Christ's sake, you're not New England. <laughs> so any of that shit, I, yeah. I don't care about no. any of that. Fuck it. I, but, but he was such a good dude to us. Yeah. And... And I just meant it goofing around, like because he had beat it, and I thought, and it, and it, and Came I get it, bad. yeah, yeah, and it was terrible. It's funny, I do not remember that at all, and obviously I was there. Yeah, know? and but I just, man, I got to Charles Steinberg, and I apologized, and I said, dude, you got to know what he means. And it, Dave, it took a long time, yeah. and I get it, yeah, hundred percent, I get it. But um, I think everyone has done this at one time yeah. or another. Anyone. You used to say all the time to writers when they'd write their column on a Friday, and we never really got killed in the paper on those Friday columns, but you always just say, you know what, you guys have the, the backspace button. Yeah. You know, we don't. You once have an it comes, editor. Yeah, once it comes yeah. out of our mouth, we're, we're, and we might want to pull the words back, we can't. Yeah, but that was the thing when you when you, when you you upset somebody that you genuinely like. Yeah. Uh, that's where you go, fuck. That yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think most guys do. It's funny when you said that. The first guy I start thinking about because he's such a different broadcaster now than he used to be is Stern. Stern, oh, yeah. Stern was brutal to yeah. people that he probably cringes to going, oh, my gosh, why did I say those things about Rosie O'Donnell or Jerry Seinfeld and, and yeah. all the things that he said that were terrible over the years that now that he's friends with th these people? Yeah, well, then I think, too, I think a lot of it changes – like, I don't know, not the guys in The Athletic. I just found it interesting that if you've ever just had a live mic, we go, oh, boy. Yeah. Right? I give all those guys a pass because you don't know when that moment's going to happen. Like Milo Hamilton yeah. went back and redid his home run call of Hank Aaron. I don't like that. I don't. You called it live. Call it. It goes out. That's it. That, to me, Dave's cheating. Th that is 100% cheating. Um. For Jerry, um, whatever year it is, is it 96 when he says, and this time he does strike him out uh, oh, yeah, for that. Trevor? Okay. I mean, that's the call. Jerry yeah, didn't go in. 96 against, the, against Chad Curtis. Yeah. He had, he had missed it on the pitch before. Yeah. Jerry didn't go back and edit it. Jerry just, uh, it's out there, and that's good. It's fine with me. I hear it. I get excited. I love hearing Jerry's voice. Nobody, if anybody listens to that and goes, well, what the hell is that? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you know who's, who's terrible when I watch these old games, especially the last couple months, is, and I understand he was instant ratings, is Howard Cosell. Howard uh, Cosell would talk over the play-by-play -play guy the because time. he really didn't have a role. He really wasn't the color commentator, and he wasn't the play-by-play yeah. -play guy. But, you know, George Brett hitting a home run to win a, a playoff game. Howard yeah. Cosell's talking while the guy's making the call. Yeah. You, you hear a lot, but then yeah. you go back and you hear certain guys and you're just like, God, so good. Yeah. MLB radio on XM has been playing old playoff games. And the other night they had your good buddy Pete Vukovic on the mound. Really? And it was St. Louis and Milwaukee. And in the radio booth was Vin, 
Yeah. And Sparky Anderson. Sparky Anderson was great. Was he? That's awesome. He was. I mean, Vin's just like, when you go, God dang, that's 82, right? So you go, 38 years ago, Vin's what, in his 50s? Yeah. And just sounding amazing. But he's so good with Sparky. And Vin worked alone. Yeah. But uh, would you see him when Gargiola on those games? It's really, really great. But getting back to this, like I just I like these two when they play the old radio because you hear Jerry and you go, God dang, that's really fun. Well, that's the thing is you miss the voices of your childhood. Sure. And that's what, you know, when you watch Jerry and you listen to Jerry, you, it, it brings back great memories. It's it's one of the reasons, you know, you're you're in love with baseball. He was part of the whole fantasy. My guy, man. Yeah. My the just the best. And that's the thing too, because if you <laughs> When I started KFMB, my first job, I've said this, was I worked with a blind guy in Chicago named Bob Greenberg, and Bob provided highlights to us for the pre- and post-game show from every game yeah. around uh, the country. And so I would get, at that time, you know, Harry Carey was still doing Cubs games. Yep. Jack Buck was doing some Cardinal games with Mike Shannon. But you'd have guys like Lon Simmons in San Francisco, fly ball, right field, and that's got a chance. It's gone. And you're like, what? <laughs> but if you talk to anybody who grew up a Giants fan, and I'll probably get a text from, from Rosie, Lon Simmons is a legend. Yeah. But at the same time, we'd have Oakland A's games, and Bill King was doing the A's games. Fantastic. I can't think of anything worse than growing up as a kid, being a Texas Ranger fan, and having to listen to Eric Nadell do games. Oh, shit. That fucking guy's in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) But but then you got a chance to meet some of these guys, and it was Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxall from the Reds, Dave Van Horn, who works with Glenn, doing Expo games and now with the Marlins. Uh, John Miller and the guys from the Giants, it, Jerry, you really know, good. but all these guys, Jack Bach, I, it's my favorite, probably my favorite press box story of all time involves Jack Buck because I worked with Chuck Fritch yeah, and Chuck Fritch, old school radio guy, old school news radio guy. What that is that one of those hornets? It look like a giant Jesus bat. Christ. It's the biggest mosquito I've ever seen. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Um but Chuck Fritch loved baseball and was really, really good doing the Padre pre and post game show. Yeah. So I produced it. He did it. So we'd go out to Qualcomm every night. And we're out there one night and uh and Jack Bucks, Cardinals are in town. And Jack's walk in. You know, Dave, that back kind of walkway kind of in front of where the cafeteria is. So Fritch goes to me, hey, did you get him? I got it. God damn. How big was that, dude? Well, you got another one by you, but I got one on my arm. Um, Chuck Fritch says to me, hey, JD, let's go say hi to Buck. I go, fuck, let's go. So we go up. Chuck says, uh, hey, Jack. I'm Chuck Fritch. This is Jeff. He's our producer. We do the Padre pre and post game show every night. One of the best.
benefits of doing this show is having the ability to play radio highlights. And I just have to tell you, for both of us, having grown up baseball fans and being such a fan of your career, what a pleasure it is to be able to play your work every night, but also to have you here in San Diego for the opportunity to say hi, introduce ourselves, and congratulate you. And Jack stops, kind of looks at Chuck for a little bit, looks over at me, thanks a lot, keeps walking. Is that it? That's it? That's it. Oh, my gosh. I told told French, I go, you just fucking, I go, that's the greatest day of his life. Oh, my gosh. He'll never be the same. We (laughs) loved it. Look, man, he was polite. Yes. He probably had to take a piss. Who knows what's going on? (laughs) Fuck, dude, we laughed for two weeks about that. I got to work with uh, with Jack Buck for one year uh, over the radio, over the phone, basically. He was in, imagine St. Louis. Yeah. I was in San Diego, and he used to host an NFL wrap-up show. Okay. And they had a guy in every city, and I was obviously the San Diego guy, and Jack smoked cigarettes. Right. And he would go, he was, he was great. He would say, the Dolphins were in San Diego to take on the Chargers, and Dan Marino had a hell of a game. Dave Palais is there. And then right. I would give my report, and he, as I'm talking to you, you'd be taking a, <laughs> taking a taking a hit of that Ooh. heater, and man, it was cool. But he yeah. he set me up perfect. Yeah. He was so nice, and I didn't realize the magnitude of who he was until oh, much man. later. I just I wasn't like you. Like I knew Vince Gully, and I knew Jerry because yeah. I was here, but I didn't know anyone else really. Yeah. And then it became a big deal, especially working with you and you pointing out guys' stories on who they were. And I remember I started paying it more and more attention. And as I got older, I'd go back and I'd listen to Harry Carey. Yeah. And I realized he was complete horseshit. I'm really bad. You bet. And come on, if Harry Carey sent you a tape and you're a PD. In the 80s, he, he was. He, he was by drunk. By the time he got to the 90s. He was drunk all the time. Yeah, but oh, local legend. <laughs> he was slurring everything. And he remember he used to have the god dang like, koozie thing with the, you could see oh, the yeah. top of the Budweiser can. It was great. He was I drinking don't remember- like a motherfucker. I don't remember ever seeing him in San Diego, though, like in our time. Like, he had to have been – he was off the road by that time, Yeah, right? I, don't, I don't remember seeing him either. Because I think Tom was doing – so I think Tom would have been doing Cubs TV. Like, he'd slide over and do TV yeah. with Steve Stone, and then – His grandson. Well, Chip, but Chip came in after, after Tom. Di- uh, yeah, but after – After Tom left. Yeah, but after but, his, his grandfather died. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't know, man. Cubs fans, Geff would know. Um, Chip had that weird body, by the way. Yeah. Because I just a- said I don't talk about guys' physiques. Chip had that Dan Aykroyd, like, giant ass. <laughs> Chip's a fucking good dude, man. <laughs> and say, well, just he's a, a good he's dude. He's built really weird in a pair of khakis. <laughs> but those guys, yeah, man, it was so freaking cool to have them. All of them. I had one I was trying to think of. I was going to tell you. You know, Marty and Nuxall were so... But they were good friends of yours, too. Dude, those guys were just... Well, I got incredibly lucky because before you and I were even doing this, we told this story about a year and a half ago when Dick Warren passed away, a long-time radio engineer, and Dick was the engineer for all the out-of-town radio uh, broadcast, and he invited me to come hang out one night. Yeah. And here at, uh, at Qualcomm Stadium. For the for a Reds uh Padre game to go sit in on WLW, right? Yeah. And then who I mean, just to sit in the booth and watch Marty and Joe call the game. 
And they, Dave, they just they couldn't have been nicer, cool. man. They they just couldn't have been nicer. And yeah, friends with both of those guys uh, to the end. They were just awesome. And yeah, you get to a certain point where you go, ah, fuck, I can go to any game. I'm lucky. And unfortunately, you probably do take it a little bit for granted. But when the Reds were coming to town, yeah, you always wanted to get out. It's like now with the Marlins coming to town, you want to get out and see Geff. When yes. the Wolves come to town, you want to get out and see Al Horton. But there were just certain guys that came that you go, yeah, I want to get out and make sure you see those guys and chat with them for a little bit. So many of them are so good changed. at what they, what they do. I mean, even the new guys that are coming in. Joe Davis is so good, and I, I thought that was a tough role to say you're going to replace Vince Scully in your 20s. Right. And the guy is absolutely really outstanding at what he does. And I tell you, when I watch these old games and even Joel Myers, who was doing the game I talked about, I thought Joel was a great Laker announcer. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, how did things go bad? Now he does the does the Pelicans, right? I David, I think it's a personality thing, and I don't know him. I think he might have been on once, so I'm not saying this from any experience. But when guys move around from city to city, from job to job, what you hear in the the rumors are that it's a personality thing, and that. <clears throat> if guys have trouble getting along. And that's why you go like Harry in Chicago, right? Or or Ted being here for 40 years, man. It's like, it's so funny today to think of Ted as the guy that everybody loved to hate. Yeah. When you go, fuck, that's not who he is. No. Dude, he's as great as it gets. But Jerry, yeah. I mean, there's something when guys stay with a team for 30, 40 years and then you see other guys, and they've been the play-by-play guy for 19 different teams. Yeah, it's usually it's a strange. Red even flag. even Harry Carey to be with three teams. I mean, and to be with teams that here you go, they're they're, they're rivals. I mean, you go from oh Cardinals, White Sox, and Cubs. Yeah, yeah. you forget about that. And no. you sit there and you go, well, what's the biggest rival of the Cardinals? It's it's the it's the Cubs. Yeah. What's the rival of the White Sox? It's the Cubs. And right. I mean, he jumped from oh yeah, well fuck you, oh yeah, fuck you again. I'm gonna go to a team you really don't want me to go to. But yeah, it was it was strange. And for me, when I first got cable in '84, uh-huh. I watched every one of those fucking Cubs games with Steve. I thought Steve so Stone great. a lot. Steve Stone was great. But if you remember back then too, they had uh, Dwayne Stats. Yeah, the, and with, he with, was great. Yeah, looked like Mike Brady. <laughs> yeah, but he was he's great in Tampa. And then Tommy came in. Um, but I I man, I tell you what, you look at the guys that have done Padre games. Right. When you look at Orsillo and Mud right now, dude, they consistently, I think two years in a row, they've won awful announcing number one local yeah. team. Yeah. And I'm sorry, man. Mel Proctor's never been anything but a nice guy to me. Has always been a champ. And I, I sure like Mel. Fuck, man, those guys weren't in the top 25. And Enberg, Enberg, they were like yeah. 20th. They weren't anywhere. There was no chemistry. But what you have with Orsillo and Mud, even watching those two dickheads the other <laughs> night, when I tuned in to watch game three and it was running late, I watched half hour of those two morons calling MLB the show. It was so fucking funny. They are so funny together and so good. Orsillo's so good, so goddamn good. Like, my fear is always that if one of these big jobs open up. Yeah. That somebody comes in and tries to make a run at Don, but I think he's pretty happy here. I think he's very happier. 
You know, I mean, he has a great place to live. He loves being outdoors. Loves living in IB. Yeah. I told you when I went back to Boston two years ago, it seemed like everyone oh. I told when they found out it was from San Diego, hey, Don Arcillo is the best. Right, because I mean, they got the like, dipshit Dave O'Brien. Yeah. Dave yeah. O'Brien sucks. <laughs> he sucks. Give me a break. <laughs> he sucks. Is there any other one, by the way, that you stepped in that you go, man, I wish I didn't say that? Yeah, it's funny. I was just thinking. I felt like it was something... Mm. Yeah, it felt like it was something along those same lines that was it. Um, I made a joke about Hank Bauer on our very first show, and he didn't take it well. No, exactly. Well, here's the deal. Most color commentators, I always assume, are like Mark Grant, who Mark Grant loves to joke around and, and, and loves... To, to laugh at himself, and we love to laugh. Well, you and I never take ourselves real seriously. No. And it was our first game, first show ever, August 1st, 1998. We're at Qualcomm Stadium on the field. Yeah. And Hank was just named color commentator of the Chargers. Right. And he was all excited, and he's telling you, and you guys obviously have a very good relationship. And yeah. For him and I, we never had a, had a bad one, but we, we didn't know each other real well either. And so I, I remember exactly what happened. I said on there. Hank, at what point in the first game are you going to realize you're completely overmatched for this job? <laughs> and, oh, and, and he, he didn't like that? Oh, and he lost his shit. Good. And so. <laughs> Good. I was Fucking like, little jerk. Hey, well, if it was Grant, he would have laughed his ass off and made a joke. Well, not Hank. He was super fucking pissed. Yeah. Hey, I'm still here. He's not. Yeah. That's because he's fucking retired. He's not retired. And then. He still does. He does still does NFL games. He does. Oh, yeah. like He just has to travel around. Sports USA. Yeah. Yeah. Where's right. Where's that? That fucking guy, dude. I swear to God. I, know, I have nothing bad to say about Hank. I no. saw Hank uh, just last year, him and I talked for a long time. Dude, so I, I, I see him great. maybe twice a year because he gets like maybe two Charger games. But yeah, yeah, n- nothing. He, I just felt <laughs> bad. I, honestly, I thought Hank did a great job with the Chargers. Dude. I thought it was a great. I thought yeah. Nick and and him were yeah. outstanding. I just, uh, I mean, I I flashback because. When you literally don't know if every show, and goddamn, I'd have to ask Hank. I think we went through this for a year. You literally don't know if tonight's your last night of work. Yeah. Because they're telling you every day you're fucking fired. Well, Hank had to fall back at Channel 8. Yeah. He wasn't leaving the building. Yeah, I'm fucking done. (laughs) I'm collecting carts at that fucking, uh, at that supermarket, right? Like at those... uh, those big, yeah. crazy markets that, that are all up and down convoy, yeah. right? That's where I'm working. Yeah. Probably, shit, knowing me, I'd probably be working in one of those wet markets. I'd be the guy chopping the head off the bats. I'm <laughs> fucked. And so, uh, and he and I had a great, we had so much fun. We just had such a great time. Hank said the goddamn there are certain things that are said in life that you remember 30 years later that just Hank said to Kevin Kernan one night because Hank was pissed at something the Chargers were doing. And Kevin would not say anything because he had written something in his report for the Union Tribune. Yeah. And he, well, you can see what I think in tomorrow's paper. And Hank would lose his shit. And I just would die laughing. You get paid here too, which is true. <laughs> Hank's a hundred percent true, or Hank's a hundred percent right. And Kev would just look at me, and I'm like, 
you know? Yeah. But Kev didn't want to lose. Kev made money, but Brent Butter was at the UT. And Hank got so pissed at him one night that he said on the air, I swear to God, Kernan, I would kick Bobby Bethard in the ass if I wasn't afraid I'd break your glasses. And, dude, <laughs> I... <laughs> and Kernan, who's an old Jersey guy, and those guys had some run-ins big time. Goddamn, Kernan and I, like, both hit the floor. We were done. And Hank, Hank was legitimately heated. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. It was the funniest fucking line. And we just, it's one of those nights, man. Like, you and I had a couple where guys just start laughing on the air and then you can't say anything. No, you can't. But I swear to God, that one to me is so funny because it was said, like, he was just frustrated. Like, fucking say something. I'm sitting here doing a show and you're not talking. (laughs) And, uh... And he just dropped that fucking one-liner, and it was great, man. No, those dudes. Uh, did you see that? Craig a, Shipley. I just ripped him before we turned the mics on. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, that's the thing, Dave, for me that I look at. I don't I don't feel like we have really any young guys. Carruth was kind of the one dude where you go, hey, here's a young guy that could be a voice, could eventually probably be a play-by-play yeah. guy. Um, I don't know that he had interest in doing talk shows where you have to have opinions, but Caruth is such a good dude. Yeah. Bobby Woldridge, who was here, such a great dude. Well, Caruth had moved on to do the Aztecs. He's been doing Aztecs right. baseball. But, but where you go, like the, the young voices that came in. And for me, like I, I look back at that, Dave. I look back and I go, man, starting at KSDO, where I literally had no idea what to do. On any given moment. And to work on the AM with Hedgecock and Kramer, George Riley, Ken Yearwood, Ron Rena, Bruce Binkowski, and then go down the hall and hang out with John Leslie. Yeah. And then to go right into KFMB with Hank and Ted and Kev and Mac and Joe were fucking great to me. Stacy Taylor to this day is one of my favorite guys just because I loved the way he did it. But then having Jagger and Christy and Jeff and Jer and those guys that were across the hall that were so good to us. Like if you're a young guy, I go, dude, I got, I mean, when we do San Diego Radio Hall of Fame, I, I write 40 names that had a direct impact on Ernie Myers, man. Does it bum you out? All the names you're mentioning, only Jagger and Christie are still working. Um, well, a lot of them are are gone. Yeah, unfortunately. But um, I mean, it's a long time. You know, it's a long time ago when you look at it. But I just I come in now. I go, who the fuck are you going? Joe Rosati, that Joe fucking Rosati. That's the guy. That's who you're going to learn from, right? <laughs> Whoever these. God damn, who are these two dipshits that they put on Kixie in the morning that replace Susan? I have no idea. Never flip over. Like, you just hear different shit, right? Because you'll have Ben and Woods on, and then you hit scan. And then, uh, you know, AJ's gone. Sarah's gone. Like, so many of her friends are, are gone. But, yeah, I just go, God damn, if you're a young person coming in. Well, there are no internships anymore. <clears throat> right. I mean, that used to be a big thing. You bring people in that... 
could you could see it in their face and their eyes and their work ethic that this is what they wanted to do. Now they don't even have internships. Well, anymore. I think the other problem is too, and and you're seeing this across the board with radio in a lot of things. I got into it because I loved radio. Like I just I dug it. Right, the movie talk radio about with Eric Bogosian based on Alan Berg in Denver. Unbelievable, man. Like when I saw that movie in the theater and of course, like you look at his studios compared to all the studios, we had a little different, but when you see that movie, I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to get shot in the parking lot. Yeah. I want to get shot right in the (laughs) fucking neck. And then, uh, and so then you start kind of trying to find a way. It goes back to my buddy Joel Rotz when I was 17 saying, dude, you got to find a way to do it. But then for me, Dave, like the game changed because now, hey, we need to write a blog. Well, if I wanted to write a fucking blog, I would have interned at the Union Tribune. I don't want to write a blog. You're right. Hey, now you got to do a fucking video recap. Now you got to live do social. No, that's why it sucks because there's no... You can't just do theater of the mind. You can't just do personality anymore because these fuckers are going to run you through the mill and you got to do 25 different things. Uh, Hey, you know what, Dave? Fuck you. Uh, We'll get to our poll in a second. Let's bring it decided. No, not bring it fucking anything decided. Stop it. Leave me alone. And but but on that, like as much as I love fucking around and, and teasing Kaplan, Dude, I love when guys are going for it. That's his business. He's trying to get it off the ground. Um, I don't need it fucking like I feel like sometimes I'm Dallas uh, Diamond Dallas Page (laughs) and he's hit me in the head with a steel chair. But you go, dude, it's a lot of work to put a radio show on every day. It is. You never turn it off. People used to say, oh, it must be great to work three hours a day. I guarantee you Steve Woods isn't working three hours a day. Ben's not working three hours a day because you're constantly looking at things and going, how do I take that and turn it for tomorrow? Can we get, is there enough there? Is there enough meat on the bone where you can generate six or seven minutes of conversation, which may lead to the phones ringing? Remember when talk radio actually meant people called in and participated? I I, I mean, I understand it, right? When you're lucky enough to have fucking... Fill in the blank. I won't say any names. Uh, why would anybody want to listen to anybody else? Holy fuck. Like, but no. Hey, write a blog, Dave. Where the fuck's your blog? Did you do your poll question? That was the worst. That was yeah. the worst when we're do- when after you've worked basically 12 hours. Right. Because, again, you're talking three hours of content. You're putting all that time in to get the show ready. All you're hearing is the three hours that goes across there. But there's a lot of time that goes into it. And then when you're just beat to shit, the second you turn that mic off and go, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And you just want to get in your car and hopefully make it home without falling asleep. Right. Hey, you got to stay around and write for 45 minutes. Ugh. And you're like, fuck off. Fuck off. (laughs) Uh, We did do a poll question tonight on social media. I just saw it. What'd you think? Do you want me to answer or do you want to ask the question first? Well, we're going to ask the question first because I was talking to my son on the drive down. And if we don't have enough things going on in this town, the fact that it's been... 200 degrees out when everybody's locked in the house for the last three days uh, is fantastic. But I was talking to my son about how damn hot it is. And he was saying, God, I just, I got to get a haircut. 
my hair is going crazy. And we're talking about shower, the whole thing. And you got to find shampoo, the whole deal. And he said, uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, mom got me this shampoo conditioner stuff, but I don't really like it. And I go, I know. I don't know what the problem is. Why would she buy the same stuff for you when you live there? I always bought my own. Okay. Did my own laundry. Like, it's fine, right? Please. I'm not seven. I can go figure it out. So uh, I said to him, I go, you know, that sucks because they do all these shampoo conditioner bullshit. But I go, you should just be able to buy shampoo. And then, like, I go, for your mom, she can just buy conditioner. And he goes, uh, you don't buy conditioner, right? (laughs) He's asking your man card? Right. I go, no. Have you ever used conditioner? No. Like, but you get these, you get like, I know what he's saying because at my house, we have like two of them. He doesn't want to wash his hair twice. We're just like, we don't need conditioner. What are we doing? The hell are we doing here? So, uh, so we were laughing. What are we doing here? So we're laughing and I go, yeah. I go, I'll tell you what. I don't think I can trust a guy who... Who buys conditioner? I bet the majority of guys use conditioner. Now, are you saying as a dual shampoo, conditioner, pert, whatever you buy? Yeah, I, I imagine. And the reason I say I'm that saying, is, do you have two separate bottles? Shampoo. Uh, do you want to? You want to guess? You, well, well, I'm gonna tell tell, you. tell the poll question first, and then we'll. we'll so we out. said, uh, I go. You know who's probably got a separate bottle of shampoo and a separate bottle of conditioner? He goes, Who, Chris? My brother. I love it that he called it your brother. And I go because yeah. you know what happened in his head, just like the way you asked the question. Who's the most feminine male I know? That's what went through your fucking head. Admit it. And I said, you uh, asshole. I go, no. You know who's got two bottles? And I go, he's probably got that skinny white bottle with that skinny neck or that purple Australian shit. He's probably got those two fucking things. I go, it's fucking Dave, and he died laughing. No. And he go, I go, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go down, I'm going to ask Dave. And I go, he goes, but if it's the dual, I go, if it's the dual. So I get a break. Champagne, uh, champagne, excuse me. Shampoo and conditioner, like the Dove or the Grit or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you're fine. But if you have two separate bottles in like a ivory color, right, or, or light, like uh, buying a car, right, like champagne color. I, yeah, I go. I'm gonna go ask Dave. So I put this poll just because my son and I laughed for ten minutes in the car tonight. This was the poll question. Okay, my son and I were just wondering why any guy would buy slash use conditioner. Then we determined Dave Pallet is probably a conditioner guy. <laughs> well, I determined it. I just take him down with me on the poll. Yeah, we'll ask him tonight. What do you think? And your two question, uh, your two answers were yes, Dave. Hurt Palais, or no, his name is Diablo. Now, the funniest thing is that I see right below it, Woods, I'll save you two dipshits the debate. Yes. I thought he's talking about you. Yeah, me too. He's talking about himself. I never at any oh, point. I, I thought he was talking about me. But I kind of like Steve's thinking. I had, no, I, I had no intention of like dragging him into this thing. I told him, I go, you kind of let me down. I thought you were a guy that would be like, Richard Petty and wash your hair with lava. 
like old school grit. Yeah, there's no way. All right, Dave. He lives in North County. You know he's married to? You know he's taking care of his hair. I saw him the other day. He's got uh, got quarantine working. He is not. He throws a little bit of yeah. pompadour mix in yeah, there. I, I hate like a young, uh, who? Charlie Sexton. <laughs> That's all he's doing. All right. Yeah, I have two bottles. You I do. I do. Guy. I, of course uh, you do. See, look at you just matured. You just said you fucking guy. 81, 30 years ago would have been pretty bad. 81% of the people voted yes. 19% of the people tonight. Yeah, I hate to disappoint you. I'll I thought you. I'd get three people to vote. That tells yeah. you how bored okay. San Diego is. We've got 100 people that voted on that. Now, does it, does it help at all that I don't buy it? That no. my wife buys it? It's just in the shower? Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't even tell you the brand. I don't even know the brand. What under, color is the bottle? It's brown. Is no. it brown or black? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where she gets it from. I, all I know is one says shampoo, one says conditioner. Now, do I do it every time I take a shower? No. I condition it probably twice a week. I'll, right. I'll do it. But here's the deal. I have, uh, I have. Uh, it's an eczema, I guess, the dry skin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it in my in my chin. It's uh, I'm an asthmatic, and and whenever oh. whenever I feel I'm gonna have an asthma attack, my chin itches like crazy. Oh, and so my chin will will flake. Like I won't even realize it. I'll look if I'm wearing it like I'm wearing a black shirt right now. Yeah. If I look down, I see it flakes. I know it's not from my head. I know it's it's my chin. Oh wow. Usually means I'm about to have an asthma attack sometime that. Oh night. shit. That's so. Funny. But yeah, I have to. I use the conditioner for for my beard. Well, that's funny, Dave, because if you go. For guys, I remember when we were in Bubba's garage, we did this show about guy shampoo. Yeah. And I told you, I found Man Cave. They're fucking out of business. They <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. Another one right there in the books. We just we wiped them out. Car dealerships, furniture shops. We put the fucking whammy on a shampoo company. But now when you go... Uh, my son was saying that too. We were at Target getting whatever, dude. Everywhere you go, it's beard oil, beard oil. Yeah. Like everybody's yeah. got their own thing. You never saw yeah. that, right? I never used that. Yeah, I never used beard oil. Jake would. Jake had that big like Dallas Keiko beard going. But I thought, is that what it's for? Yeah, it's to. I guess I don't know. He he loved it. He's like, look, look how good my beard looks. I was like, all right. He goes, you should try it. I said, no. I never grew a big beard like that. Like I no. I keep it the same length. I, I never went Keiko or. Fucking uh, Wilson from the goddamn and Giants and Dodgers. Takes forty years for me to even yeah. get to where you are right now. <laughs> so I, yeah, foreign land to me, man. But so, so no, yeah. You tell your kids you're disappointed. Don't mention the fact that I watch the Kardashians and watch Housewives of Beverly Hills. Any of that shit to them, it'll be embarrassing. Well, since Woods threw himself into it because in his, yeah. which is shocking because he's not a guy who needs attention. Uh, let's go through the lineup. Tell me. Uh, well, hold on a second. When your kids go in a swimming pool. They won't, you don't put it, you don't say, hey, man, you might want to put conditioner in your hair because your hair's like going to turn into like hay with being in that chlorine all day. No, they just come home and take a shower. Yeah. I, just saying, it makes your hair softer. Okay, go ahead. What? <laughs> What'd you it, just say? It makes your hair softer. If if I wash my hair after being in a pool yeah. and I put a hat on, let's say, my head's going to itch like crazy. Yeah. I got to have the conditioner. Can't be like, hey. So you walk around like, God damn. Yeah, I need a soft head of hair. I do. Fuck I rub my hands to my hair. Now I'm fucking. I told you, I look like Brutus Beefcake. My hair is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's go through the lineup. All right, who's we'll the conditioner guys? Yeah, uh, Ben Higgins. Oh, he's a conditioner guy. I don't think he is. Yeah, he's a conditioner guy. I think Ben's. Uh, I think so. 
I think Ben's. Uh, <laughs> you know, dude, I, I I bet he is. He's a TV guy. He's a conditioner uh, guy. Oh, it might be because he's a TV guy. All right, Kintera. No way. Fuck no. Kintera <laughs> watches his hair with Irish Spring. <laughs> uh, Junior shaved his head, right? Yeah. Ello. Fuck. No, I said no. Yeah. I'll say no. <laughs> Hello, no. Judd? Oh, yeah. Fuck no, dude. dude. I knew you were going to rat Judd no, out. I'm There's not. no way. Judd is such a hair. First of all, here's the deal with Judd. Okay. Judd is not, not only is he a hair guy, Judd is into what guys do more than any other guy I ever met. When we went to the Super Bowl in San Francisco, Super Bowl 50, Yeah. all he did was spend five days talking to me about hair nonstop. Which really? Is, which is funny as, as shit, yeah. And so he'd sit there and he would talk about hair. And remember, who was the guy, famous actor? Um, it wasn't the guy from La La Land. It was uh, Ryan Gosling. Okay. Yeah, it was Ryan Gosling. And he was on Radio Row. Okay. And, dude, he's looking at Ryan Gosling like, man, is that a good-looking guy? He kept telling me over and over again. I was like, yeah, I heard you the first 30 times. And just going on and on. And I'll be honest with you. Judd's married now with a kid. I wasn't so sure. Shut and your mouth. I wasn't sure, but I wasn't going to bring it up because it wasn't the right thing to do. Well, it's right there. That's your one from earlier tonight. <laughs> well, Fuck's the matter with you. I, well, I was fine. He was still my friend. Of course he is. not like I'm shaming the guy. No, of course not. Dude, he's great. And so, yeah, so Judd, without a doubt, is I guarantee is a conditioner guy. And, and I'm telling you. Here's here's the here's the here's how it backfired with me. My my talk with Judd about hair. All we did was talk about hair. All right. He was growing his hair out and he started pulling it back. Not Pat Riley like, but he had, he was pulling it back and he was combing it. The whole deal he was putting a lot of time into it. You don't mm-hmm. remember, like uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, <laughs> like, like Jerry, the killer. Yes, yeah. You know what? So, yeah. So one day I said, "Fuck it, I might fucking do it that day too." I did it in San Francisco. It was the day I met Elise Ann. Okay. And I took a picture with her. My hair couldn't look worse. It was like the worst hair I've had in my entire life. Fuck you, Fucking dude. Judd completely fucked me. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Costa conditioner guy. Move on. Costa is? Without a doubt. Not only is he a conditioner guy, I guarantee you shampoos cost $50 a bottle. Without a doubt. Fuck. You think Costa's not a conditioner guy? I was going to say no on him, too. No. Costa? I mean, Co- dude, when we went to San Francisco, I mean, we went to Las Vegas that time. It was you, me, my wife, and Casa. What did, what did Casa do when you and I went out? I got a goddamn pedicure. I was just going to say that. God, and he kid. painted one nail like dude, ruby red. Remember? Dude, let me tell you. <laughs> you two idiots today on Twitter, anytime, I, I swear, we'll get back to the conditioner yeah. thing in a second. It's one of my favorite goddamn things. That I am the chosen one <laughs> that you guys both have. Always, we always bring you into. <laughs> and I was like, dude, Jeff's busy. He no, hates this shit. No, dude, he the one he sent today where he goes, hey, Jeff, remember that day when Dave told our foreman Chuck? I was like, that's good writing. Chuck Foreman. Yes. Bring it home early. I'll take care of the last cargo. <laughs> And this guy's bringing in a cargo thing, and next thing you know, everything's in the fucking water, and the he boat sinks, the boat. and all the guys are, holy shit. I go, what the hell is this? It's the funniest thing ever. And then, 20 minutes later, I see Dave. Hey, Jeff. I go, uh-oh. Here comes the response. Remember when Mike turned down LASIK surgery? 
And it's this dude casting a fishing line, and he goes right off the pier. <laughs> I I said it tonight. It's like my it's the greatest thing ever that I get to be that guy between the two of you. You never I, get hammered. You're just the witness. I love it every time. <laughs> I no, I got there were a couple the other day that were so funny. You got killed. I oh, got he killed. killed me in front of Ross Porter today. Did you see that? <laughs> the fucking guy. I, I love Ross. <laughs> yeah, Ross said something and he's like, thanks, Ross. And another news, Dave's still a jerk. Ross is like, what? Uh, <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking. What's Ross doing? Who the hell is this Dave guy? <laughs> so, yes. No, I enjoy those a lot. And shout out tonight, a quick shout out. Yeah. To my friend James Royal. Yeah. JR, you are just the fucking best. Because that's the other thing I will see on social media is my friend James who will say, Hey, Jeff, you know I got to tag you in this. And I laugh every time because I can't see what I'm tagged in. Yeah. And I went down today and it was from Barstool. And it was this huge Walmart brawl. And it's men and women. What the hell is like? I've never. Is that the one where the person was wearing the hockey jersey? Yeah, yeah. And and Jr. Oh, God dang! I looked at some of those. I laughed my ass <laughs> off. Somebody sent me one the other day, and it's two guys that are arguing out in front of like you know, it looks like they're on like the side of like a strip mall. Yeah. And one dude's a bald guy. And the other guy has sunglasses on and is holding a like um, like a plastic grocery bag. Yeah. And they're John and John and John. And all of a sudden, the bald guy just smokes the dude in the glasses. And that dude starts falling back, but he's still hanging on to his bag. And he gets up again, and the bald guy drops him again. And the guy falls, and he's still hanging on to the grocery bag. Now he's on his back and he gets up and the guy like soccer kicks him in the side of the head. And at this point, he finally lets go of the bag and he he tries getting up a third time. And the guy just old school Ray guys him right under the chin and the guy's (laughs) just out. And you go, oh, oh, that's a bad ending. And somebody's like, look at his soup cans rolling away. And you just go. Man, this is why you just, before you get into any kind of conflict, just a reminder. Yeah. If you if you think, I probably got a 60% chance of winning, that's a 40% yeah. chance you don't. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's about a 95% chance that somebody's filming it. That's and true. And you could be that dude. That's true. Where some schlep is sitting in San Diego just going, oh, God, hey, hey. Dude, I'm into these slap fights where the guys stand on, they have the table, they hold their hands, and these guys are smacking each other as hard as they can in the face. It is something else. I love watching people get knocked out. I saw one, like, yes, you see that, but then, like, you see girls fighting. Yeah. And, like, man, you see the girls. Girls never quit. Well, yeah, but the girls from the street. Right? Yeah. My girls. Yeah. <laughs> right? They, dude, they bring the heat. 
and weaves get pulled out, shirts come off, but they don't stop throwing. Yeah. And you're like, dude, any any guy gets clipped by one of those punches, you're you're looking for a soft place to land. And they are just throwing haymakers. And then you watch the suburb girls fight. I saw these two like cheerleaders fighting. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the one girl just conks the other girl like El Cabong right over the head with like a shovel. And you just hear, and she just trying, oh! And then the moms get involved, the whole thing. Dude, she hit this chick so hard over the head with like a snow shovel or like a. <laughs> I remember this. Did you yeah. see that one? Yeah. Ah! And then my son and I were watching because somebody tagged you in it. The one that said, uh, Remember when Dave was a little kid and his parents gave him, and this little kid has a gun that has like one of those sticky darts? Oh, yeah, darts, yeah, yeah. And the kid's like six. Yeah, he shoots himself his, in the dick. Yeah, and his parents are filming it. Yeah. Like when he points at theirs, when I would think you would say, no, 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 no. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> That's what they did. They go, this is going to be good, and we're going to post it. And the kid shoots himself right in the nuts. And he stops, oh, and I showed it to my son. He goes, oh, my God. Play that again. Why, guys, what's the matter with us, Dave? A lot of us went to some form of school. Oh, it's true. Why do we laugh so hard when another guy gets hit right in the nuts? No matter his age, this kid's six. Dude, it's the best. I'm telling you, it is the weirdest thing. No guy wants to get hit in the nuts, but when other guys get in the nuts, we love it. Right. How do you think America's Funniest Home Videos has lasted so long? But if that kid, right, if that kid gets punched in the face, he's about six. If a 10-year-old kid just walks in and smacks that kid in the face, we're like, hey, what the hell is going on? I want the number of the local Fox affiliate. I want to know, who the fuck? Are there any fucking neighbors around? I tell you what, that little 10-year-old, I'd stuff that little bald shit right upside down in the trash can. (laughs) But when the kid's shooting himself in the nuts, ah! <laughs> kid's clearly in agony, screaming in pain. <laughs> what the fuck happened to us? We're all fucked up. We're all messed up. Steve Hartman, conditioner guy? Dude, no, he's a hair guy. I mean, he's a shampoo-only guy. 100%. He, look, he looks like a conditioner guy, but no, he's a, he's a shampoo guy. 100%. Too right? lazy. Dial self. What do you mean, dude? Like, dude, he dude, wears the same. Works he has, forty he, days. He owns a three week. shirts. He does not care about conditioner. He uses dial soap. That's it. Oh my gosh. Use, so he he washes it with hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> he's a Hawaiian tropic guy, though. I guarantee it. Guys, what do you tanning. mean by that? He's in the backyard tanning. Steve. Steve's a tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Based on what? What are you basing that on? He's a 70s guy. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else? I think that's... that's No way Orenberger's using two. No. That's about it. That's about it, man. Yeah, I don't know. Guarantee you, Woods, Woods and, and Ben are both are, are two-bottle guys. And Costa, without a doubt. He's the easiest mark going. <laughs> He's got three dude, bottles? Dude, come on. Costa. VO5? Yeah. Jesus. Is Mike running down Costa, to the microwave? Costa has shit that he's flown in from Europe. Guarantee it. Costa's spent a ton of money on this on his hair stuff. Subscribing to Paul Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing he's doing it all. 
Now, wait. Let me ask yeah, you this before you move on. All right. Yeah, we've gone an hour. Uh, all right. Well, all right. Just let you know. Uh, one quick thing. Does Mike run down and put his VO5 in the microwave? Or is Mike's job to run down and put Meg and Toph's not a fucking conditioner guy. No, he's not. Uh, does Mike have to do that for Meg? Mike! <laughs> Whatever Meg wants, Meg gets. Mike. Mike's a good husband. Yeah. That's all right. Meg's awesome. Yeah, I have nothing, no complaints about anyone in his family <laughs> except Mike. <laughs> That's it. Everyone else is a gym. <laughs> Fuck. Including his father-in-law. <laughs> Goddamn right. Dude, when that idiot told you, <laughs> you told Chuck to take it home early today. You got to look at that and go. That's pretty good writing. <laughs> Did you like that one? Yes. All right. All right. To make sure. All right, here we go. And I got uh, I, I got an interesting version of Stay or Ghost. Well, that's what you okay. said, and then I didn't feel like it was very good last time. Oh, I thought it was a great one. I thought it was a great one as far as the shut the fuck up goes. This one is all uh, it's it's all throwback to when you were a kid. All right. But I got an, it's, it involves a little bit of Natalie, Natalie Wood because I run oh. Natalie Wood on HBO. And I know why. Uh, what? You don't have HBO, right? No, it was a documentary? Oh, yeah, a whole documentary about her death, everything. When right. does that start? It's been going. I've watched it three times, different parts of it. Shit, now i got to resubscribe. So it, is right, it is right up your alley. Okay. All right, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is your guy. He's the guy that can help you get out of debt. Wouldn't it be great to be debt-free? Also, wouldn't you like to get out of the rental market and own your own home? Dan Williams can do all this for you. All you have to do is begin the path to being debt-free and also becoming a homeowner by calling our good friend and also financial advisor, Dan Williams. His number is 858-688-6813. Right now is the time to call him, not knowing exactly what you're going to do with your money. 858-688-6813. Such an important number to know because all of a sudden, you forget just day-to-day how the money goes out the door. And maybe you get to a certain point where we are lucky enough uh, to have no credit card debt, but if you are dealing with credit card debt, then you need to find a way to get that under control so you can do. I told you, looking at the most basic casual townhomes coming into La Mesa, yeah. in a casual part of town, it's not on the beach in La Jolla, $3,000 a month. Give me a fucking break, right? For renting, all of us, if you're paying three grand a month, you should have your name on a mortgage. And the guy who can help you get there is Dan, 858-688-6813. Kevin Higgins in to catch. Never, you could have bet me $1,000 that Kevin Higgins ever played one game for the Padres, <laughs> and I would have lost $1,000. <laughs> Brian Curry is your guy you're going to call after you take care of everything with Dan when you're ready to buy that home. Brian Curry is a broker associate with Caldwell Banker. He's won a ton of awards. He's been doing it more than 20 years. He's the guy that can find the right community for you. What are you waiting for? He's a certified negotiation specialist and a member of the Council for Residential Specialists. Don't forget, our good friend Brian Curry will help you find not only the neighborhood, but also the street you want to live on. He was also, as Jeff, you hear right here, he was a helicopter pilot. Dave, did a lot in the helicopter, buddy, not just driving. Took care of the bad guys in the back over. Uh, flying in over IB. Oh boy, little sewage. We're gonna turn this baby. Uh, we're gonna turn it eight degrees north. Uh, Roger, octave, native, George, Roger. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Over six one nine two five one one five eight eight. That's his number. Six one nine two five one one five eight eight. Can I just say one thing about all these guys? Yeah, they're amazing at what they do. 
but can we just circle it back to the fact that they're about as fucking good as it gets as just dudes? Yeah. And you go, that's who I want. Exactly. Those are the guys you want on your team. That's why it is so much fun to have them part of our family. Like you look at it, Dave, and you say, and it's been fun, right? When you look at the 84 Padre team or the 98 Padre team, and you start looking at the different personalities and the guys who made up the team and you go, each one of these guys had a unique role that they did and they brought something, but they made the team stronger. It's exactly why you and I are so fortunate to have these guys. I could sit here and tell you everything you need to know about Brian, that he's going to find you the house that you want, that that three grand a month that you might be paying for rent should be going into something that has your name on a deed. But let me really emphasize that with every one of these guys we promote each and every night, all four of them, they're just salt of the earth, good dudes that I couldn't be more proud to have associated with this show. The idea that they still want to be associated with this show after Dave admitted he's a conditioner guy, <laughs> uh, it just makes me thrilled. But I don't think any of our guys are conditioner guys. No, God, that. no. Please. I No. Shove that Dasani bottle right up your nose like a <laughs> COVID-19 swab. Um, yeah, I mean, I really, I had kind of been going back and forth. Like, ah, do you want to rent? Do you want to buy? And, man, when you hear what those prices are, you yep. go, thank God Brian Curry's on our team. He should be on your team as well. Absolutely. He should be. Another guy should be on your team is Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, more than 20 years in San Diego. He's the guy right now you need to talk to. New construction on commercial or residential. Full remodels on commercial and residential. Also new equipment and repairs, pool resurfacing, installation. Guess what? Imagine your new pool and what it will look like. You can take all the guesswork out of it because he will walk you right through the 3D virtual tours. Again, saltwater technology, waterfalls, grotto, slides, everything you can possibly imagine. Alan Taylor has all the answers for you. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. One of the other great conversations I had with my son tonight was the benefit of having a floor fan and how great they are when it's about 71 degrees out. That floor fan works great. But, however, when you turn that fan on on a 90-degree day, it feels like your room suddenly becomes 98 degrees. <laughs> you put the air dryer on. Yeah. And you know what solves all that is the call to tailor-made pools. Yep. Because with everything going on in the world, right? There's so much stress. There's so much anger going on. Man, you deserved it. And go back, relax at a tailor-made pool. And right now when your boss calls, says, hey, you know what? Sorry, Charlie. I don't think we'll be back in the office till July. You're sitting there going, oh man, that's heartbreaking. While giving him the sideways <laughs> finger into the phone, you point out to your kid, you're like, hey, roll up the cover, kid. We're going to hang out back by the pool. I'll answer emails at 2 in the morning while I'm sipping an old granddad in Fresca. But you can't do that if you don't call tailor-made pools. You got it, shithead? Give them a call. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Kyle Fluger's your guy for that perfect website. What are you waiting for? So many people right now are starting home businesses. That perfect website is easy. All you have to do is call this number. Kyle Fluger is standing by. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. It's the perfect website for your company. Kyle is the guy to build it. As we have spoken with Compassionate Creations in the Ronald McDonald House, 
all of them have said, man, I really like the website that you guys have. And it has done such an amazing job for this show as we try to grow this show, grow the footprint. He's the best guy for our business. He will be the best guy for your business. Talk to anybody who's used him and they will confirm what we've been telling you. Call Kyle and watch your perfect website come to life. All right. How old are they and how much are they worth? It is May. Hell, it is May 6th. I know. I was like, wait a second. I had the wrong date written down. Okay, here we go. George Clooney. Oh, wow. 57. 59. Damn. Dude, he has... We haven't seen Clooney for a while, right? He's made a lot of money, though. I know. 250? $500 million. No shit. Yeah. Dude, he million. produced all those movies. Yeah. Things were a cash cow. All right. Chris Paul. Oh, wow. Uh, Chris Paul. 34? 35. 35. Dude. Uh, 200. $120 million. Shit. He will no. end up at 200 when that yeah. contract's paid out. Okay. All right. Jose Altuve. Oh, shit. Wish somebody was out front with the trash can. <laughs> Let me know. Altuve. 26. 30. Really? Yep. 30 years old. Fuck. Uh, 40 million. 47. Pretty close. Okay. Tom Bergeron. Tom Bergeron. You know who I wish that would have been? Tom Berenger from Major League. Uh, but Tom Bergeron. I saw him in uh, Platoon just the other day. It was on TV. Platoon. And then he was in a movie with Danny Glover. Yeah. And they like there was some crime going on in a mountain. <laughs> and we always laugh. My buddies and I always laugh at dumb lines in movies. Yeah. And a very angry Tom Berenger says to Danny Glover, there ain't no elevators up here, mister. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> Who wrote this shit? <laughs> fuck, probably me. My blog. That fuckface long made me right. Uh, Berenger. There ain't no... S- nah. Ain't no elevators up here, mister. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Save as Save. draft one. Um, Tom Bergeron. The most surprising thing about Tom Bergeron, he's known for having a horrible temper. Like he's had to really? go to anger management. Like he's the last guy no you think. Yeah, he used to be the guy that would punch you in the face for no reason, they said. Really? Yeah. Uh, your fucking video you submit better be good. Uh, 64. 65. Close. Uh, 60 million. 16 million. 16? Dude, come on. He's got to be making more than that. So he was making 100,000 an episode for Dancing with the Stars. All right. Jason right. Witten. Oh, she. I always feel like staying on these guys because it feels like they've been around forever. You feel like going like 51. But <laughs> Close. Like, he has been around forever. Uh, look at that fucking asshole Brantley hitting another <laughs> Padre. Fucking asshole. <laughs> well, don't worry about it. They won't fire back. Uh, 35. 38. Really? 38. Playing with the Raiders this year. Uh, tw- $26 million. $35 million. Wow. One last one. Bob Seeger. Dude, I just heard a great fucking Seeger song coming in. Now, for the life of me, I can't think of it. Oh, I uh, turned the page. Okay. But I think it was the remake. Who does that? Is that Metallica? That I don't even pretty know. pretty cool. I don't know. Uh, Bob Seeger, 70. 75. Really? Yep. Uh, 90 million. 45 million. That seems off. <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> he hasn't been real busy. Dude. I mean, 45 He'll be fine. Million. Yeah. It's not going to be renting a room in your new house. 
Just relax. You relax. Okay. All right, let's hear this. All right, here we go. Stayer goes. Natalie Wood or yeah. Sally Field? Oh, Natalie Wood. 100%. I'm a huge Natalie Wood fan. I yeah, I like me both too. of them. Yeah. I sound like Leisure Fry here. There's something about those two girls where they got that cuteness factor. Hell, I'm keeping them both around. But Natalie Wood, it really bums me out when I watch these documentaries about how how she passed, yeah. how as a little girl doing Miracle on 34th Street that she had to basically take care of her entire family. Like, I mean, her family, her dad wasn't working, her mom wasn't working, so she's the one that had to go and get jobs so she could pay for the whole family to eat. Take it easy, Lizzie McGuire. Fucking I just crazy. said Natalie Wood. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus I hope you Christ. never get HBO. <laughs> I will. I'll have I, it. <laughs> I hope RJ drowns your ass. Why do they call him RJ? Everyone always calls him RJ. I'm like, who are we talking about? You just wish that RJ Wagner would murder me. <laughs> Nobody calls him Robert or Rob. It's just RJ. Remember when he used to do those commercials? For Mercedes-Benz? Yeah. <laughs> Fletcher so Jones or whatever? Yeah, he'd just be cruising in. Yeah. Escondido. Escondido. Because when you think Escondido, you think RJ, Robert Woods. Yeah. By the way, uh, John Taffer was in uh, Escondido this past Sunday right? night. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. Oh, that's funny as hell. All right, go I ahead. I had no idea, by the way, where they lived literally two blocks from where I lived growing up in L.A. That, that whole deal, man, I remember as a kid... Like, Natalie Wood and John Belushi, it feels like on the calendar, they weren't very far apart. But those were old school, like when Entertainment Tonight got started. Yep. And I bet those were like a huge part of Entertainment. I don't even know if that show's still on the air. But, like, you would have to watch that show every night because it would be all devoted to Natalie Wood or what happened yeah. with Belushi, all kinds of crazy shit. Okay, here you go. Robert Wagner. Who's he married to now? Do you know? I do know. Joe St. John. You're absolutely right. Hot. Dude, I was looking up Joe St. John today, which is crazy. I'm like, so as a police didn't knock on my door. Yeah, right. And, uh, dude, she's fucked like, like 30 super famous guys. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what the hell was going on? I thought people weren't getting laid back then. Dude, she's she 80 not- years old. No. Yeah. Is she really? Yeah. Damn. Banged them all. Banged them all. <laughs> Alley cat. Alley cat. All right, let's move on. Since you like RJ so much, Robert Wagner or Robert Conrad? Oh, fuck. Uh, two of my... Robert Conrad's one of my favorites. But I... I he's scary. Well, he's 5'4". He always dared you to knock that getting battery off your shoulder. Dude, you know what? I, like... I listen to this show back and I go, you and I have like no soul at all. I don't know when we lost our soul. Yes. Dave, we look like <laughs> we look like Pat Robertson, like really guys of high standards compared to these guys that run the tabloids. That was a joke too, by the way. Um Conrad dies, right? Yeah. And one of those fucking tabloids at the grocery store. Ah, tragic last picture of Robert Conrad. And it looked like Weekend at Bernie's. And you're like, God <laughs> damn, dude. Can't the guy have a minute? Like, can't the guy just have a minute? Do we have to do that to him? <laughs> yeah, they, oh my God, it was unbelievable. That's yeah. so fucking funny. I'll take uh, Robert Wagner. Because I'm going to find out what happened. <laughs> you're going to find out what happened. Walking. I'm going to find out what role Walking played in that. All right, here we go. This might be tough for you. Morgan Fairchild or Barbara Eden? Oh, Barbara Eden. 
<laughs> Bob Reed, not hard. These are simple. Oh my god! It's a second grade crossword you, you, you puzzle. You can't go wrong with either one, right? Yeah, Barbara Eden definitely. Oh my gosh, Barbara Eden still alive? Yeah. Okay. Still oh alive. wait, I don't know. Is she still? Alive? How old do you think she is? Eighty-one. Eighty-eight. Really? Yeah, eighty-eight. I'll give you, I'll give you a Barbara Eden in the sixties. Okay. All right. All right. Two more: Sean Connery, Roger Moore. Oh. Uh oh. Connery. I'd go Roger Moore. What? Connery smacks women around and shit. Where do you get this from? Just pull it up. Sean Connery is known for giving the smack across the face. The what? back in the day when guys used to smack women in the face and think it was okay. When women get out of line and they give you that crack. That was Sean I've Connery. I've never heard that. Yes. I'm going to show you after the show. All right. San Diego throwback is the last one of the night. Okay. Marty Levine, Jim Lazovic. Uh Oh, Laz. I don't know Marty Levine. What? I called you an anti-Semite. I knew you wouldn't take the Jew. Uh, Marty Levine. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he ever worked. I think he was always at thirty-nine. That funny, Dave. I don't know that we've ever. He's he liked never the been... show. Yes, he he's talked to us. He's liked the show. Marty Levine. Yeah. Laz has always been a friend of the show. Laz is great. I don't think we ever had Marty on. Any reason to have him on? Dude, that, no, I was just thinking, man, like a guy, Marty did really, really good here in San Diego, right? Yeah, he did. Like, he was really, really good. It's funny. I would have thought somewhere along the line, yeah, uh, those two guys, yeah. I don't even know, like, local news anchors right now, just because Chiquetto, Carlos our guy on Channel 8. Yeah. But I couldn't even tell you. I know Kimberly Hunt's still on Channel 10. Paul Rudy's doing great in the morning on KUSI. But I could, could could you tell me right now who the no can't I know Ostell's there on the weekend but I couldn't tell you who KUSI has at night no I don't know yeah all right I'll take Laz uh, we will be back here Monday night um, with more details for cut for a cause please keep the hair going condition it if you want go <laughs> ahead nobody cares uh, stay safe be nice to everybody especially this weekend. Uh, happy Mother's Day to oh, all yes. the moms out there. Uh, to to Rose, who is so great and promotes us all the time, and all the other moms. Happy Mother's Day to Rita, to Vita, to uh, Lisa Ann. What's funny is I didn't realize how many stepkids Lisa Ann has. <laughs> Why is she always traveling with them? I know. It's so funny, man. They get so tired and... I know, there's always these rooms. And you know what? i just say this, Dave. I think what some of those stepchildren do to her, I'm not really sure that's necessarily always that nice. Did you see the video of her jumping out of the airplane? Yeah. And I was like, did you did you have to pay? I mean, that guy got right. the ride of his life. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to write that to her, but I'm like, holy shit, there's no way you paid for this. No. <laughs> If you're that guy, though, right? It's oh, the line. Then who said it? Was it was it Robert Duvall? Robert Duvall had the all time. I think it's Duvall. I want to give credit to him, but I I may be wrong. I feel like I'm giving. He said uh, to an actress they were filming a scene, and he said, "I apologize if I get a hard on, and I apologize if I don't." Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the guy, right? Yeah. With Lisa Ann yeah. 
hey, here, hey, uh, Charlie, here's what the day is going to be. You're going to go up and you're going to jump out of a plane. Now, your friend Lisa's here. Now, we're going to need you to strap onto her back. Guy's like, yeah, hang on. Just goes in the back and just saran wraps, right? <laughs> Straps that thing down. He's like, I'm not going to be flying yeah. and hit 4,000 feet, pull a cord, and then just be goosh. That'd be bad. All right, listen. Be nice to your mom. Don't use COVID-19 as an excuse. That's great. Uh, you could get places to do something nice for her. And uh, two things to do with your mom on Sunday. Number one, uh, The Last Dance will be on, so you guys yeah. can watch uh, episodes seven and eight. And then don't forget, as my son Jack suggested to his mom, at about seven o'clock on WWE Network, he said, hey, mom, what do you think about if we watch Money in the Bank? And then afterwards, it's part one of the five-part documentary on the career of The Undertaker, The Last Ride. <laughs> and my ex-wife looked at him like I've never seen anybody look at their own child. She just stared at him. And he's like, is that a yes? And I was like, buddy, I, I think that's not a yes. But who knows? If you're watching Undertaker and Money in the Bank, give my son Jack a call. He'll come over and uh, stink up your couch. And then uh, we'll see you Monday night. All right. 